Welcome to Power, Strength and Vulnerability, the mental health podcast. It's time to make mental health a normal conversation with your host, Shane Kelton. Welcome to another podcast, Power, Strength and Vulnerability. I'm your host, Shane Kelton. And today I have my lovely fiance, Alicia, with me and we are going to chat. We haven't even discussed what we're going to really chat about. We're just going to chat um, about me going to the Looney House which is also known as a mental health clinic. Um, and I reckon Alicia's going to cry before I am today. <laughs> Do you think that? Possibly. <laughs> um, we're actually sitting outside. We're going to do this outside. We've got the birds in the background, the dogs, and just some noise, so which might help us. Cool breeze coming through. And now We're going to talk about some difficult stuff within our relationship and some stuff about myself, um, as I'll talk about through the podcast. It, I'm going to a mental health clinic tomorrow I'm, as an inpatient, and I'm going to touch on that a little bit later on. This will be the last podcast for 2020. 2019. Well, lucky it's 2019. <laughs> I nearly, I nearly forgot a year. Um, geez, imagine where we'll be in 2020. So this will be the last podcast for 2019, and then we will. I'll get it up and running and we'll, I'll speak more about that at the end of this podcast. So, welcome, Alicia. Hi, Shane. <laughs> Thank you for having me again. Oh, we, I didn't really have you here. You just walked out <laughs> the back door. Um, how are you going? Um, <laughs> I'm struggling. Yep. Yep, at the moment. There's a, yeah, obviously a lot going on with you and us. Um, and obviously just coming to the end of the year with the business as well. Like, there's just a lot going on. With yeah. everything at the moment, um, I guess I want you to ask me questions as well during this. Let's 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 just ask people questions. Um, just for the listeners out there, um, this is no hold bar. Um, I'm not going to take anything to heart. <laughs> I'll deal with it in the mental health clinic tomorrow. Um, so, I guess I want to ask you what the last twelve months is like before I explain to the listeners what's really been happening. Um. To put it easy out there for everyone to understand, it's been a roller coaster. I uh, would probably be the best way to describe it. Um, there's been, you know, a lot of highs throughout the year, um, but those highs have quickly come down and really hit a rock bottom quite a few times. Um, so it's just been continuously just up and down and really, I suppose, haven't had a lot of con- a lot of consistency with, I suppose, everything, um, which that, that's been challenging. It's just that constant up and down effect. <laughs> I love roller coasters, but the, <laughs> this hasn't been a good roller coaster so far this year. I don't like roller coasters. <laughs> so for you listeners out there, I guess if you haven't really followed my blog and stuff like that, you'll know that this last 12 months, probably even longer, I've been slipping into a pretty dark, depressive, depressive state. Um which has now uh, got me in a really bad position where I don't know what else to do. Uh, last 12 months I've tried and tried and tried and tried to put a lot of things in place um, to basically get me into a position where I was, um, where I was a happier human being. Um, and I guess all of it has been very unsuccessful. Yeah. Simply. It has been, yeah. Like, you, you know, some, some things took off and I was like, oh, yeah, maybe this is going to work for him. Um, but other things I was just like, yeah, straight out, I knew it wouldn't work. Um, 
But yeah, there, there were some successful ones. Um, but like, footy coaching was something that, like, even though there was a lot of stress with it, it was something that I suppose a lot of the things that you've tried this year, you haven't stuck at for very long periods of time. Where the footy coaching, you saw that out for the whole for the whole, whole time. So that was something that was quite successful, I thought, for you. Um, but yeah, then there's been other things that have been really short lived and haven't been successful. So yeah, so basically, I obviously had the best intentions with all of that. Yeah. To, yeah. To find the happiness, and I didn't probably realise through that period of time I was actually looking for happiness. I, I was putting on this brave face, and I thought I could get myself out of it. Quite, quite honest. Um, by doing lots of different things, I I thought back to when I first started and in physical health and stuff, and put a lot of things of those in place, and uh, set myself goals, and basically all it did was saw me try something and give up. Yeah, and then. I suppose when Shane gave up, then he was so hard on himself because he had that sense that he failed again at something and he just felt that he had no self-worth at all. Like he just, he knew he was letting himself down. He was letting me down because he was making all these promises to me and said, I'm gonna, this is what I'm going to do, you know, whatever it was. And then whether or not it was a couple of weeks later, whether or not it was a couple of months later, he didn't see it through and, um, you know, it, that was hard for me, but I had to try and not make him feel guilty. Yes, there was times that I did because obviously I was getting frustrated at the same times, but, you know, Shane's his own worst critic. He's, you know, so harsh on himself. Um, and I suppose that's something that I have, I'm slowly learning to make sure that I don't make him feel even more guilty, but, you know, it is a massive learning curve for me and I'm still, you know, learning about it, about it all yeah and we've had um i guess i'll just go off the bat we've had lots of fights haven't we we have um, pretty, explos- <laughs> pretty explosive fights yeah we're not gonna yeah not gonna hide it away from it yeah um i mean in your opinion why do these fight- fights start and why do they get so explosive um i think something we've both come to the conclusion is that the reason why we fight is because we care so much we care so much about each other and we care so much about the situation and we're both, we are both very emotional people um, and we're both stubborn as well and I know we just kind of, sometimes I think we forget to, that we, it's okay to disagree with the other person, that other people, well, the other person doesn't have to have the same opinion as, as the other person. Um, and sometimes I think that's where we might butt heads, um, that it's like we don't have to think the same. Um, yeah, it's honestly, you can say that I'm very short-tempered. Yeah, yeah, you are very short-tempered. Frustrated, <laughs> angry. Yeah. Very quickly. Yeah, you do. Yeah. And I suppose sometimes... Um, you take it to heart. Oh, 100% I take it to heart. You. Yeah, 100%. And as much as people will tell me, you know, this isn't about you at all, don't take it to heart. That's very hard not to sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now I am. I'll go back to probably last Monday. I snapped it. I don't, I don't even know what I snapped at, but I can, I'll be honest about this. Like, I'll sit there sometimes and Alicia will ask a question. And I'll, I won't want to hear a question because, and I guess this is, I'm explaining it to Alicia, which I have before, but to, to listeners out there, 
when you are in such a depressive state, your thought process isn't very clear and you can't think anyway. So someone asking you a question or, or questioning you or making a decision on something that you've made a decision on can can seem quite insensitive to someone who has depression because they've probably spent the last three or four days trying to make that decision because that's how long it takes them to get a clear mind sometimes. And you practically don't want to talk a lot of the time. And you see me in that corner of that couch and I, I, st- I say, don't speak. Do mm, no, yeah, you do. And I suppose I find I'm a very talkative person, people that know me, and, I yeah, I find that hard, I suppose, um, you know, when I, if I see you just sitting there, like uh, at times I just, I do just want to either talk to you about my day or about particular things. And that's something that I've also got to read you better as well and have that understanding that, yeah, when you are in that state, you know, whether it, it is just a very basic question that sometimes you just can't, you can't even bother, you can't answer it at all. No, I can't. Or if, and if you do try to, it, you'll just snap and then you'll feel guilty because you've snapped at me, but it's like, I warned you. <laughs> and yeah. so. Yeah, because I'll say to you, I can't answer the question and you'll want an answer. Yeah. And, and I'll keep I, probing at it. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, the hardest thing for me is that you want that answer, but I'm already getting angry at myself for not having the answer. Mm. So I'm already angry at myself. And that's where the frustration comes from. Mm-hmm. The fact that you want the answer, the fact that I can't kind give of, it, yeah, yeah, and I think that's what a lot of people don't understand is that the you know when you're asking these questions to someone who's in such a bad state of anxiety, depression, they don't see things clearly, and they don't have so they don't have the answers, and then they get angry at themselves because mm-hmm. they don't have the answers. So you need to be careful sometimes with how you approach it, and the only way to do that is by both people being open about it. Um, I know you're going to speak to family members of mine while I am away and yep. um, get a feel of, you know, how to deal with me better, but all from their experiences um, with their own family and stuff like that. But also they know me as well quite well. So um, that's really important as well is that you don't hide yourself away and not ask people when you try and deal with this on your own because that's not fair either. No, 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 definitely not. So, I mean, you're not asking me any questions, so it's really just a one-way street here. <laughs> I've got nothing for you at the moment. Oh, you're not very good at the interviewing, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so, I'll just uh, tell everyone. I could, I've been asked. Oh, if you want me to ask yeah, questions, ask, I will. Ask any question. Okay. Um, you know, I kind of already know this answer, but I want you to elaborate and let people know on here. Um you know, it's less than 24 hours until you go into the clinic tomorrow. How are you feeling? <laughs> you made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> you said I was going to cry first. So I'm going to, you know what? I love a challenge. So <laughs> I didn't know we were going to go that, that way this early. Oh, well, you wouldn't have to, but you told um, me to ask a question. Yeah, the last, uh, it's quite strange. Like, I feel, I feel pretty good today, um, mentally on the surface. Um, but I know deep down that it's just I know that I'm going to get the right help and I need that right help. So um, I think the hardest thing was I was around the cricket club most weekend and most people probably would have seen, you know, a quite normal Shane. Um, but what was bubbling under the surf was, was anything but. There was so much shaking. Uh, I was in the working behind the bar on Saturday night at the cricket club and um, 
doing it by myself, which was really good because I had to talk to people over the bar, which didn't make me feel like I was getting surrounded. Uh, then the other two guys that worked behind the bar came in and actually just had to walk straight out. I just, there were still awards going on and I just had to leave. So I jumped in my car and headed home straight away. And um, I didn't know whether I was going to be going into the mental health clinic or not. And I really wanted to. That was one of the things that I was sort of stressing about because I didn't know whether they were going to accept me in. And is that fear that, oh, maybe they don't think I'm sick enough. Um, but yeah, now, like getting the phone call today, or yesterday, saying that I was going to get in. And then today, doing the pre admin. Um, yeah, it's quite emotional because um, it's quite scary because like, it's the unknown mm. being in there. <clears throat> like, you know, when I get in there, you know, who am I going to be around? You know, there's going to be other people in there with mental health problems there, you know, and I hate comparing and I'm not a comparer, but when I'm in this frame of mind, it's like they're probably going to be worse than me. So I'm going to be like, you know, you guys need the help and sit in, I'll sit in the corner and wait my time. But at the same time, Probably the last three to seven days, I started having suicidal thoughts. So, realistically, how low else can you get? Mm. Because if the suicidal thoughts become actions, then I'm not here. So, it's quite scary. But at the same time, I, I'm excited because I know it's going to be hard. But I'm excited to actually get to the bottom of my subconscious mind because, as you've seen, and as You've seen over and over again. Every time something good's gone right for me in the last twelve months, I've basically run the other way. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of self sabotage. And speaking to a couple of therapists last week, it's basically because my subconscious is winning. There's something going on in my subconscious where it's stopping me from succeeding, and um, I need to get to the bottom of it. So yeah, I'm scared shitless. I'll probably cry ten times in the first two days there. Um, I'll probably cry tonight at the RDCA function in the Dorset um, and I'll probably cry tomorrow after you leave the hospital. Um, how are you feeling about it? <laughs> Shit scared as well. Um... <laughs> yeah, she's going to cry. <laughs> um, yeah, like I know 100% um, – this is the right move for you to be going in, in there. Um, you know, for multiple reasons, like I know how unhappy you are with yourself and that you, this is, isn't the shame that you know you are. And it's a shame that I don't, I don't know this shame either. Um, and I know it's like, it's tearing us apart. And that's what's, you know, as much as I'm seeing you hurting and you hurting, like not being you, it's, hurting me because I just, I want us to be happy together. And then I suppose that that's been hard. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing obviously, um, how, like what happens. Like it's, as, as you said, like it is that unknown, like, you know, you know, there's particular things that happen, but it's a day by day thing as well in there. And you know, how are you going to react to particular things? Um, you know, when you do delve deep into those like, um, depressive states, like I'm going to know that something like that's happening, but I can't, I'm not around at all there. And, you know, I'm supporting you from afar, but you know, it's going to be hard every night knowing that, you know, you're in there and you're not here with me. 
um, yeah, like I'm going to miss you something chronic and um, I know like tomorrow I don't want to cry when I say goodbye to you because I don't want to set you off. Um, but I know it is, you know, it is going to be hard to do that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is scary knowing that what's going to be happening over these next, however long it is. Like that's another thing that like we don't know how long it's going to be. Yeah. And that's the other, I mean, the other thing I'll probably touch on, we've, we've booked a trip to Yamba, Byron Bay over New Year's and I said to you the other day, there's no guarantee that I'll, I'll make it because I don't know what the next two days looks like, let alone the next four, six, eight weeks. Um, how are you going with that unknown? Like, because I know you love your holidays with me and your holidays in general. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sad as knowing that we might not be guaranteed to go to, together, but I 100% understand, you know, why at the moment. Like, we, we can't, we have no idea. Um, and yeah, as my, you know, we discussed this already and said, if you're not in the right mental health state, the trip's just going to be shocking. Like, there's no point in us going. Like, we're going to have a shit time. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want that whatsoever, and you don't want that. Um, so, yeah, I have spoken to a couple of people already and kind of given them a heads up. <laughs> like you- Replacing me already. <laughs> Change out. <laughs> Who's coming with? Um, yeah, I suppose I do. I've only spoken to one person at the moment, but um, it could be that three of us go away together for a girls' trip. Because I know, I know 100% deep down that I have to go on that trip. So you need Kaylee and Ange to replace him, <laughs> not just one. It, it is going to be a three, a three of us to go. Um, so yeah, I have already, I, you know, dropped it by Ange at the moment already to say, you know, be on the standby. <laughs> Could be driving up to Byron and Yamba with me. Um, and, you know, look, I'm obviously hoping that we can go together, but, um, it is something that we're just going to play it by ear and, you know, see what happens. And I might miss Christmas. Yeah. Is that sad? Yeah, it is really sad. Yeah. Um, um I suppose I haven't, I think people have said that to me because people have been asking about how long Shane's going in there for. And I suppose initially we, you know, at the, I suppose last week we were just saying like, like maybe a month, maybe, you know, four weeks. Um, we never have really, this is, I suppose, the first time that we've brought up that maybe you will miss Christmas. Um, that's what other people have said to me, like, he's going to miss Christmas. And I'm like, I kind of have never got my head right around that, that that's a possibility. Um, but I love Christmas. Um, it's something that I've got a big memory of with my family. Um, and I do enjoy having those, you know, celebrating those memories with you. Like, obviously, with our niece and nephew, nephews as well. Like, they're special times that I love sharing with you. So I don't want to think too much about those situations just yet because they seem so far away. Um, and I just, yeah, I kind of just want to take each day, each event that you might not be there for. But yeah. Your question. My question. Yeah. Um, oh, what's, oh, you got put me on the spot here now, Shane. <laughs> well, like, we did say we were going to do this podcast and you were going to ask me questions. So, um, fr- what's like your friends and family all said to you? Like, what, what have their comments all been? Have anyone said 
much to you? Yeah, so well, I've been really open with um, all my friends and family. Um, you know, my brother, my mum, my auntie, um, and like the, my best group of mates were in a group message. Um, and then, you know, the career club as well. Like everyone is well aware of what's going on. And I guess they've all seen me fall week by week, month by month over the last 12 to 18 months. Um, and seen me try things, you know, I messaged mates and said, can you get me to the gym over the next four weeks? And I just never went. Um, you know, the career club have seen me and people have seen me just put on weight, like over the last 12 months. Yeah. I, so they, having them see that and me being open about it the whole time makes it easier for them to support and understand it, I guess. While they don't all understand it, it's been like the support has been amazing. Like I messaged all the career guys and I've told them about what's happening. They all, the whole club's so well aware of it. Uh, if you don't know, get down to Moorabark Career Club, great bunch of guys. Um, if you're a gun, go down there. Play <laughs> Good plug there. <laughs> okay. um, but no, like in all seriousness, like the blokes who don't understand it have sent messages saying, I don't understand, um, but we're here for you. And those that do understand, um, you know, have gone into a little bit more detail about how they want to help and stuff like that. So it's it's been really beneficial having that support um, because I've been so honest and open with it. And, you know, I'm secretary of the Creek Club. I was captain of the twos. I've stepped aside um, of that responsibility. So, you know, people are, are picking up the slack where I've dropped off and will drop off because – and I don't want to, but it's something I obviously have to do to look after myself. And they've been continuously supportive. All my mates in the group message, every time I've updated them over the last 10 days, they've either liked it or commented saying good luck or, you know, that's an awesome decision. And um, but that's probably the most emotional thing for me as a male. Like, you just sharing that kind of stuff and then having that support. From, from guy mates who they don't I don't see it as weak anymore to to get this help they um they're quite you know willing to stand there and you no know, say you are making the right decision where in the past you know they mean it might have been like you know you've just got to suck it up you've just got to do this or you got to do that and it's like I've done all that anyway um but I've had none of those comments and I know a lot of my friends and a lot of the people I've spoken to are going through similar things in a way, but maybe aren't at that point where I am, I'm not, and hopefully this this might help them from getting to that point um, by learning from my mistakes or learning from things that I might be able to share over the journey and organising the cricket charity match. Another, another plug here, um, but it's all part of the story. Organising a cricket charity match, which if you want to go on my Facebook, Shane Kelton, or my Instagram, you'll see all of it. Uh, you know, 30 players, 32 players have come together to coach and play in an all-star charity match. Some blokes I've never met before, um, and some of them have shared some of their deepest secrets with me. And it just makes me realise that what I'm doing is completely the right thing to do for me and for everyone else because... It just shows how normal it is to actually get help and how normal it should be, I should probably say, rather than it is because it's still not how normal it should be. You know, you go to hospital 
with an inter- internal injury. Um, you know, I spent a week in hospital with a kidney problem. Like, why do I not spend time in hospital for a mental, like a head problem? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think a lot of them have been really good. Um, as much as I hope they're listening, they cop this on sweetly, but some of them haven't done the videos of our score, but um, I also know how hard that can be as well. So that's, that adds a little bit of stress, but I also know that if I get myself right, I don't think about, you know, what people aren't doing. I focus on the people who are doing the stuff and I move on. So, yeah, I mean, I like to ramble when I go, go, <laughs> get up and go roll. Um, but, yeah, my friends and... I guess the external cricket community has been sensational. I uh, give a shout out to like Mick Finn from the RDCA, the president of the RDCA. Like he, he's in organising this cricket match. He's made sure that I'm, I'm alright and I'm number one in all of this because you know I organised this match to make sure people did look after their mental health and then conveniently at the time I deteriorated quickly. So um, it's all you know fell at the same time and. Hopefully, you can probably hear a motorbike in the background now. A couple. Um, but, yeah, my friends and family have been amazing and, you know, not one of them said it's the wrong thing to do or have suggested anything. And that's sometimes when you suggest things, it's a good thing. But for me right now, suggesting things adds more pressure. Um, and to be honest, I've tried it. So it's like don't fucking, excuse my language, but don't fucking suggest something I've already tried to do. I can't just click my fingers and change it. And this, I guess, the anger in me is can't. And people say, oh, just change it to a positive attitude. It's not that simple. Yeah. It's we know the brain doesn't work like that. And, you know, I'm probably picturing certain people when I say this. You can't just fucking click your fingers. You just can't. It's You don't just build a house by fucking slapping it together in a day. Like, I mean, when there's no foundation, you've got to start and you've got to build your way back up. And that's where it's at for me is, you know, 10 years ago, I was at this point and probably in a very simple, similar mental health space right now. And in February, on February 6, 2010, I attempted to take my own life. And that's exactly where I see my mental state at the moment, moment heading down that track. So I could go the easy option and not get help and just hope for the best, or I can actually get it. And everyone's been on board with me getting it. Got another question? No, I suppose I just want to, um, I know, back that up in a sense. And I haven't really told Shane this. Um, I like yesterday was a day, um, where it was our nephew's first birthday and one of our good mates' 30th birthday. Um, and I know we're both looking forward to going to it. Um, and unfortunately, Shane was just in a really bad way that he was, just couldn't go, um, and he needed to pull out of it. His anxiety was just too much for him. Um, and I didn't have any – there was no anger or anything towards Shane. It was more that I knew that I know he's in such a bad way. He would want to be there 100% because he loves spending time with our nieces and nephews, um, and he loves spending time around his mates as well. And I think yesterday just going to um, the first birthday – it was hard going by myself, but you know, there was questions were asked, where's Shane, where's Shane? But I, you know, as soon as I said, you know, he's, he's not here, he's not well, there was no further questions asked. People understood that, you know, there was no questions 
oh, like that, why is, you know, why is he at home and all this? Um, like, you know, you are very open and people do, they have that understanding and people were just, you know, wanting to pass on their wishes to him, um, to say that they are thinking of him. Um, and then I suppose once it got to the 30th, um, being there with all our close mates, um, you know, the first thing, yeah, of course they asked was, where's Shane? Um, and they just wanted to, you know, know that they're there for him, that they're there for me, um, you know, if that we ever need anything, they're always there for that, that support. So I suppose I really saw that firsthand yesterday with all these mates um, and that they all do care and they were just wanting to know, you know, what's happening over the next few days and, you know, how's he been and all that. So that was really nice to see that, you know, five, you know, how many of the blokes were there? Five of the guys, four of the guys just really taking an interest and really showing their support and love for him. So, Yeah, no, I can't look at Alicia. Like, <laughs> you can't. About it because, um, you know, she sent me pictures yesterday of um, nephew and nieces, nephews and niece, and, like, it breaks my heart that I'm not able to be there. Um, but I know that if I put myself in those situations, I send myself down a, a worse path. Um, and then, you know, not going to friends' birthdays and stuff, I feel incredibly guilty because I do love and care about other people probably more than myself sometimes or most of the time at the moment. So it is really hard to miss that. And, um, you know, I probably want to touch on it because, you know, over the last maybe 10, 15 years, I've pulled out a lot of these things and haven't explained to people why. Whereas, and they've kind of, they haven't really said a lot to me, but have kind of, um, kind of acted a little bit, sorry, I threw the ball to the dog, bit of a silence there. Um, they've, you kind of, they feel, it feels like there's a different relationship and not a lot of respect because I've just sort of not gone or just said I'm not well or kind of hidden around the fact that it's been my mental health, but also probably 12 months ago, even six months ago, I didn't want my mental health to be the reason, so I, I skipped things. Um, and in the past, Alicia hasn't been so understanding. Like, that's just the way it is. And I think, and like, Alicia's getting better and understands it a lot more now and how, I guess, debilitating it can be, the anxiety and depression. But... I guess for you out there listening, you know, some people will miss things and stuff like that because of their mental health. And I I honestly do it to protect myself from being in situations. It's not that I don't want to be there. Like, I'd want to be everywhere, mm. like, if I really could. Like, I'm the kind of person where if I'm up and going, I'll be at parties, I'll be the last one there, I'll be at training, first one there, last one at training, where right now I'm the first one to leave and the last one there. And, um in a really bad frame of mind, so it's not as if I don't want to be there. It's the fact that I just don't see it helping and I can see it actually being worse for me. So it's about picking my battles and lately it's been being at Cricket Club as much as I can without overdoing it, um, which is so important as well is you've got to just find that balance. Yeah. So got anything else? <laughs> oh, I've, I've, I had my question. <laughs> i let you ramble. It's your turn. Okay, so what's the hardest bit part about the last sort of 12 to 18 months been for you? Um, I think there's a couple of things. Um, 
look, there is times like, you know, and I've said this to Shane as well, that I do feel like I'm walking on eggshells because there is times that I will come into the house and it's like, what mood is Shane going to be in? Like, has something happened um, or something set him off? So it is me coming in the house sometimes of that unknown. Um, and sometimes, you know, he has got much better at communicating with me to say, look, this has happened and I'm, you know, don't want to, I don't want to talk. Or, so to let me know in a, in a way as well, just to help me out. Because if I come home and I'm just like bombarding him with questions and then all of a sudden he just like, you know, snaps at me, it's like, hang on, I didn't even know there was anything wrong. Yeah. I feel like I'm being trapped. Yeah. And I've, I mean, a couple of times I've tried to get you away from me because when you're on top of me or like even when you're kneeling and I'm sitting down, it feels like I'm being, I can't remember the words I was using. Suffocated? Yeah, I was being suffocated. Um, And that sometimes I can feel like like I'm not a very touchy-feely person at the moment and I I always used to be. Yeah. Um, And you probably never seen the best of that from me, but um, I don't like being touched or anything like that at the moment because I partly probably because I don't feel like I deserve it and there's no love for myself. So it's very hard for you then to know what to do and what not to do. Yeah, so... I think that's been one of the hardest things is, is just coming into the unknown. And, you know, I'm a very, I'm a very sprightly out of, up and about person a lot of the time. Um, and I suppose sometimes I need to pull back a bit. Um, and even when Shane walks in the door every now and again, like first half, I'm like right in his face, like, how's your day been? And, all that. and I've kind of now realized that, okay, don't like, wait for him to come, you know, come into the house for at least 10 minutes and then he'll come to me. But, um, yeah, one of the hardest things is definitely the walking on eggshells of just the unknown of what mood he's going to be in. Um, well, you're looking, is there eggshells in there? And, yeah, well, you you did mention, like, the touchy-feely stuff. Like, that is – that's, yeah, been really hard for me. Like, I am – I'm a very affectionate person and Shane, yeah, he – is, knows that and I, I, and I proclaim to be, but yeah, and I suppose like Shane has told me in the past that yeah, he used to be this touchy feely person, and I f- yeah, that's really hard to get my head around that, you know. And I, this is something obviously I can't take personally, but I, I still do. And it's like my partner doesn't want to touch me, my partner doesn't want to hug me or anything. Um, and I, I do take that personally, of course, and that's something I've got to try and. You know, obviously Shane's got to work through and I've got to work through as well. Um, so, yeah, that's been definitely a challenge. Um, and I suppose, like, the other thing, which we've already just touched on in the last few minutes as well, is obviously we've got social events or social outings planned together with either friends or family or just us two. And it is that last-minute pullout um, that I do find that really hard um, because – as much of a pain in the ass Shane can be, I do love spending time with him um, and I look forward to those times and I have in my head, this is like me, t- you know, my little brain telling me, like, why doesn't he want to spend time with me, which has got absolutely nothing to do with that um, and that's what I obviously need to keep telling myself and educating myself because, you know, of course he wants to spend time with me um, and he's just feeling so guilty that he can't do it. So, um, yeah, I find those those times really hard because obviously there's, you know, there is moments that I want to share with him. Um, 
And I suppose like, yeah, yesterday when I was at that first birthday, a thought went through my head of, do I send photos through to Shane of our niece and nephew being silly and all that? Um, yes, he's going to feel sad that he's not here, but I want him to also feel a part of it at the same time. Um, so I don't want him to feel completely isolated and excluded from it. But I suppose they're, they're the few things that have been really hard over the past year. A question time. Oh, <laughs> didn't even let me finish it. He's like, bam, straight on me like that. We like to interrupt each other. Yeah, and yeah. We, we go each other. <laughs> each other. We do, don't, don't we? Me. I'm talking. <laughs> Is there going to be a physical fight on here? <laughs> no, we don't do that. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, oh, have you pictured like what your days could look like over the next week or so? No, uh, yeah, it's quite scary. Probably going back to the scared factors. I don't understand. Maybe what I'm in for, you know, family member and people I know that have gone in there, you know, as as much as they speak highly of it, explain to me how hard the first couple of days are. They they take your laptop and your phone and they test them all so you don't have that for the first couple of days and the doctors and psychiatrists and stuff obviously drill down and address a lot of the things that are going on as quick as they can so you're probably in a very vulnerable state early on. Um, mm. So that kind of scares me but I'm trying to think as much as I know that's coming, I'm trying to think of the positives of, you know, joining a running group that, you know, there's a running group in there that they go out and they run. Um, there's a trainer that, you know, you go running with and, um, yeah, so to pack my runners and join that running group and have that accountability in there because you're out. In the real world, you know, I say I'm going to do it and I could say I'm going for a run in the next 20 minutes. I won't, won't do it. I just won't. Where in there, they'll, you know, I have to do it. Um, I'll sign up to the weights program and get a program written out by um, an exercise person that's in there. I mean, I could write my own program, but this way it takes the thinking out of it for me and they can do it. And, you know, outside of the first week, first week is really the unknown, I guess, and then, I really want to start working on these habits so when I come out, I can keep building on them mm-hmm. and it's not it's not that tough uphill battle continually when I come out. So it's about building myself into a routine where I might use the running group five mornings a week or seven, whatever it might be, um, use the gym three or four times a week. Um, there might be a gardening club that you can join and can you imagine where you can come out? Gardening. <laughs> there, are, there are these arts, these art stuff. Um you know, so it's probably going to be about trialing a couple of things while I'm in there as well to see if I enjoy it and see if that helps my mental health um, and then bringing them out. And I know people that have gone in there and have done stuff they never thought they'd be good at and are great at and it really helps their mental health. So trying new things, but I guess what a day looks like for me in there ideally is um, getting up, getting that exercise in, eating, um, you know, you ask for your food, so I'm going to ask for the most nutrient food I can get. Uh, and because at the moment I, I have a plan to eat it, but I don't eat it. So if I'm in there, then I've got that accountability. You've ordered this, you eat it. Mm. Don't eat the other stuff, which is probably not going to be accessible as accessible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know the whole the, all the rules and regulations, but ideally I'd like a couple of visitors a week. But I understand that if that's not possible, but I know that there's plenty of visiting hours, so it'd be good to have that. Um, and then I, I do know that you are allowed some free time outside if mentally well enough. Um, 
So, you know, there might be that time where Alicia can come and pick me up and I can go watch the boys play cricket um, and spend some time with you at the same time. So it's a double double win for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm so thrilled to hear this. I can go pick him up and we can go watch the cricket. <laughs> uh, and then um, I guess just a lot of relaxing and sleeping and outside of the therapy sessions that I'll be in. So whatever, I'll, I'll look at what therapy is in there and um, see how that plays out because I've signed up to the Centre for Healing as well, um, which is external to that, but I can get a bus or a tram up there and get those therapy flotation and kinesiology sessions done, come back to the, the clinic and, um, you know, get on with whatever I've got going in there. Like I'll... I'll I think going into the group sessions as hard as it might be might be really beneficial to see and hear other people go through it as well Mm -hmm. because that just normalises it again for me. As much as I want this to be normal and stuff, there's still in the back of my mind saying you're a weirdo, you're different, you're crazy. Like there's no – people just think that I think it's normal when, you know, I'm my harshest critic so I very quickly judge myself on being weak or – you know, you've got to be in a certain role model and stuff like that. So sitting there with other people and, you know, I'm probably, I love face-to-face chat. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll try and keep me, my phone away and my, my laptop away as much as I can and talk to the people in there. And, um, you know, I, I know people have gone in there and met some amazing friends because they are normal human beings. Yeah. just got some mental <laughs> health issues. So, you know, my day will hopefully be gym in short. The long answer now to short answer. <laughs> we'll be hopefully running gym in the morning, followed by some food, some therapy during the day, um, maybe doing some of those different things and then winding myself down, relaxing with uh, whatever it might be, whether that be watching uh, Foxtel Go on my laptop or um, the other thing I want to do is start and continue to promote this cricket match through my Facebook and stuff like that and um, check those emails because I still want to be doing that. That's something that I really – basically the only thing that's keeping me going at the moment, um, which Alicia doesn't like hearing. Um, no one does. I don't like saying it, but that's the only thing that's driving me at the moment because it makes me feel self-worth. Um, so doing those things and continue pumping that along. So – that's basically how my day will hopefully look and then having visitors at night. And, um, you know, I, ideally I'd still love to record podcasts while I'm in there with people. So hopefully have people that might want to record podcasts with me either in there or that will come visit me and we can sit down because recording those po- these podcasts really help me mentally as well. So if I can get 10 or 12 in there while I'm in there this month, then that would be awesome for next year to just <laughs> get them going. So, yeah. Yeah. It's my question time. Yeah, it's your question time. Is there anything you want to talk about? Is there anything I want to talk about? Specifically that you thought, you know, let's chat about. I can't yell at you while I'm on the podcast. (laughs) It's a good good time to do it. Oh, I don't really know. Oh, like there are things, but I don't don't know. No, yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Oh, yeah, fair enough, Alicia. Um,. Oh, I suppose there was, you know, you brought up, you asked me before, and I suppose this has just come to my mind now, and of course, I don't know why this didn't come to my mind straight away, Um, but I suppose we had a really hard time, oh, when was it? (laughs) Maybe halfway through the year, 
when we had a bit of a, a meltdown and um, we called off a particular event. Yeah, we call. I called off the wedding. Yeah, so that that was very hard for me to take. And so I, yeah, for those yeah. that you don't know, we um, we were meant to get married in Bali, April eleventh, and I called off the wedding. Yeah, quite simply, I, for my mental health and stuff like that, which now for Alicia probably seems like the right thing to do. Where at the time, you were like, "No, let's yeah. just go through with it." Like, yeah, like I know where, like, one, Shane obviously needs to work on his mental health and so do I as well. Like, through this time, like, I've not been the person I usually am. Um, but also I know our relationship isn't in a stable position to be getting married. And it's like getting married to, the, you know, your best friend, it should be, you know, the most happy, you know, one of the most happiest days and you should be... It, I can't. I don't know now. I can. I can see that like happening. That we're not in that really happy spot. Um, so, so can you apologise to me? <laughs> You're asking me to apologise on the podcast. Are you? I'm. I'm still upset that yeah, it happened. But you're recognising that I made the right decision. Yes, Shane, you <laughs> made the right decision. Good. I'm still not apologising. <laughs> no, but like I know, yeah, I, you know, Shane and I do still want to marry each other. Like we haven't hid away from that. Um, I'm still wearing the ring, so and we're bespoken that we will get married one day. But it, I want it to be like when we're both really in a really happy position with each other and ourselves as well. Um, and obviously, right now, that's not the right time. At all, so yeah. yeah, that that was obviously really challenging for me. Yeah, to deal I'm, with, and obviously for you as well to make that decision. So I'm not. Yeah, it wasn't an easy decision, but and people don't like me saying this, but it was a massive relief when I pulled it off because it was it, it took away a stress financially and just mentally for for me that I just couldn't do it. I didn't know maybe for months it was something that I needed to do to basically get to me the point where I'm today. Maybe I was. I would have got here quicker. Um, so, yeah, it was one of those things that had to happen. And um, who knows what it looks like in four weeks' time, let alone a year's time or, or whatever going forward. Um, I guess well, I want to know what the next four weeks looks like for you. What are you excited about? What are you going to work on? Um, what am I excited about? Um, like As much as, you know, you heard that I was upset that, I'm going to miss Shane, and of course I am going to miss him. But, um, you know, this time of year, like we're at the end of November leading into December where he's always crazy with things going on, like there's also going to be that frame of mind for me that I'm not going to have time to miss Shane. <laughs> um, like literally like I'm looking, at, you know, today's Monday and right up until next Sunday I'm just absolutely flat out um, with either appointments going on, um, functions happening, um, organising our Christmas party. Um, Helping me organise the cricket match. Yep, that <laughs> that one I can. Um, but, yeah, like there's so much going on that, you know, I'm not really have, going to have that time to miss you in that sense. I um, know, oh, she's a bitch if you miss it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. No. I think the hardest times for me is going to be um, at night time sitting on the couch. Um 
because, you know, that's when we kind of do have our downtime together. Um, and I suppose what is going to break me is um, I suppose our housemates at the moment, they're, you know, a cute little couple that's, you know, sit on the couch and obviously they're going to be there together and I won't have my partner there. And so that's going to be really hard. But you, didn't have uh, me, you didn't really have me there anyway. I know. The but there, there is that, that – then that's why I kind of like – I do think about that as well, that there's been times that it's actually been quite a lot of tension on the couch yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Um, so I'm kind of like I miss that and I'm kind of looking forward to that, having those just relaxing times with you on the couch, I suppose. Um, but I suppose, yeah, over the next four weeks, like a lot of my closest friends, of my you know, my closest girlfriends know exactly what's going on. Um, and I suppose a lot of them have reached out to me and said, um, you know, we're going to go out and do a few things, um, you know, on the weekends, night times, like go out for dinners. Um, so it's going to be a lot of time catching up with them um, and being, you know, because sometimes I think when my week gets really busy and I've said this to one person, I pulled out of two social events with this particular person um, because I was just so knackered after the week. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person pulling out of social things because my week's so busy and I just can't, I don't want to miss out on those particular events. Um, so I made sure on Saturday, I messaged it, well, actually on a Friday, I said, make sure I do not pull out of this on Saturday. I need to make sure I keep going to these particular things because that's where I do enjoy myself. Um, so I know I will be telling some of my friends sometimes you know, if I send a message saying I'm pulling out, I'm I'm going to be saying to them, you know, maybe a week before, make sure I don't do that. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that can sometimes happen. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I might get myself into a state that I really miss you and I just want to be that homebody, um, but it's about me. No, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that person just stuck at home. You don't want to know that I'm just sitting at home, not, you know, doing nothing as well and just doing that. So, yeah. Um, and, this, and this sounds really bizarre and I'll try not to over exaggerate it but you know i'd prefer you out doing stuff making yeah. yourself happy and stuff i'd hate yeah. you to be sitting there thinking about me i just that would make me feel so much worse yeah um but also know that you need to do what's right for you so it's one yeah. of those things um so yeah sorry i just got a really <laughs> a really good email um so I can't say too much, but it's about the game. I shouldn't have read it. It's about the he game. Gets so, he gets so distracted. His mind just wanders. It's about the game. Yeah, and that's part of my depression yeah, as well. Yeah, it is. is. I, I, don't, I can't do one thing at a, at a time. Um, I wander very quickly. So I've, I had a list of like 10 things to do yesterday and I kept chopping and changing from each thing. And uh, in the end, half got done and I just had this cloudiness and fogginess about me. So... Um, yeah, so that's as much as I'll touch on with that email, but it's a really good email. Share with Alicia after and people will understand that. Later down the track, people understand it. Um, so that's basically all I, I'm happy to discuss today. Are you happy with that? <laughs> um, yeah, like, I don't know. There's nothing really else, else to say. Like, we, we both know it's going to be, it's going to be, a hard challenge for both of us going forward. Like there's got are gonna be those really tough days for both of us. Yeah. Um but we both when those hard days come, we both need to have have in the back of our mind that this, you know, 
the reason why it's happening. Um, yeah. That we've got to look at that long term outcome. And you know, we're both very open about it. You know, you have said that to me a lot of the time that um, you know, you're about that long term outcome um, a lot of the time to me. So, you know, it's not going to be. I'm not going to be. You know my sprightly self every single day like that's just I know that's not going to happen like I am going to have those down days there are always going to be roses there yeah. might be farts in between as well yeah <laughs> I can't tell so that's irrelevant to me um, like there is going to be those down days and yet there is going to be I will cry 100% I will like I'm not going to shy away from that because I will miss you but I want to make sure that I'm out and about and making sure that I also do the best thing for me as well over this however long time it's going to be um, and focus on the long-term success of it and not worry too much about what's happening right now as such. Thank you, Alicia. <laughs> thank you. I probably didn't get that first part of the thank you, Alicia, because it was kind of a weird accent. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you for sharing, Alicia. I know this was a hard conversation for us to both have. We haven't actually really talked, I guess, that in-depth over this longer period of time. There have been short little snippet conversations because we get sick of each other. And we get snappy, so we make them short. So, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, for everyone out there, I just want to make a few thank yous over the last couple of minutes here. I want to thank you to all my guests uh, that I've had on this season. Um, you know, I've learned so much from each and every one of you. Um, I want to thank Alicia um, and Vitality Fit for basically funding this podcast um, throughout this year, uh, you know, and it doesn't go unnoticed because I know it can put a stress on any business. I want to thank the Wood Group. Uh, they got me the JB Hi-Fi vouchers that got me my microphone and headphones. I want to thank Rachel Corbett. Corbett. I don't actually know how to say her last <laughs> name, but I did her podcast course online. Um, she was fantastic through emails in helping me set this up. She was actually incredible. Um I'm not very good with technology. I'm not very good at study. <laughs> um, and she made the courses online and is designed amazingly easy. So this anyone can record a podcast. Um, she runs like 100. Hopefully one day she'll give me a shout out. Um, we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not going to hide away from these things anymore. Um, I think that's all the thank yous I've got except the listeners. So I know there's billions of you out there. Millions in there, Alicia. <laughs> Has to be. No, I, you know, I think we're in the thousands. I'll probably say we're in the thousands of listeners over the journey because I know each podcast can be a little bit different. Um, so I do want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you all for the feedback. You know, every email that I've been sent or message I've been sent has been read. Even if I haven't written back, I've read everything. Um, in the future, I do intend to write back more. Uh, but sometimes it's quite overwhelming getting those messages and stuff, but they all are passed on to the guest. So if there's anything you want to send through, more than happy. The last thing I want to touch on is that I am looking for a business who may want advertising on this podcast um, and we can work together in the future. Just, and it is purely, and I'll be honest about this, it is purely to cover the cost of the podcast and also to... Um, He's such a weirdo, Harry. So <laughs> our, our housemate's being weird. Um, so we are, I'm looking for a business to uh, work together with. So I want to help you, you know, expand your business through this podcast to all the listeners 
and preferably to be something that helps with mental health. Now I'm thinking flotation places, medical practitioners, health practitioners, um, probably not PTs because Alicia won't, <laughs> won't want anyone to steal us. But we want to work with anyone that, you know, in that side of things, anything that helps people mentally. It can, you can be a sporting organisation, um, book, book place, library, I don't know, anything, meditation, yoga, um, anything that helps people mentally in their journey. I'd love to help you out um, with with giving you some airtime on this and we'll throw it in there. I'll talk to the guests and I might talk to Alicia and let's say we're going to be sponsored by a flotation place. And I say, Alicia, have you experienced <laughs> flotation before? No, I haven't. Well, I think you should go to blah, 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 <laughs> house because they're exceptional. And I've done flotation myself over an extended period of time and it has helped me address a lot of my issues and help my stress. Do you think you're going to go? I'd love to go. And just like that, <laughs> we've given you 30 seconds of air time to about hundreds or thousands of people, hopefully millions one day. <laughs> you know, I'm sure that little old Shane, his chance like Park House, is going to have millions of listeners. Um, no, but the, the next year this, this will be growing a lot bigger um, and there'll be a brand behind it and ambassadors and, um, you know, we ask this podcast is sponsoring the All-Star Cricket match so the reach will get a bit bigger. So if anyone does want that opportunity, uh, hit me up. I want to work with like-minded people who want to help people basically going forward. So, And I'm always very honest about what I'm doing, so happy to work with you. Um, for now, I say goodbye for 2019 and in 17 hours I'll be checking myself into Victoria Clinic, Mental Health Clinic, and uh, I'm on the road to get a lot more help much needed thank you for listening thanks for listening to power strength and vulnerability the mental health podcast if anything in this podcast has brought up difficult feelings please call lifeline on 13 for any further information or if you want to bring your story to life contact shane at shane at vitalityfit.com.au that's V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y-F-I-T-T dot com dot A-U.